0: as a woman, you felt a resonance, a calling, a yearning. Some women describe it as an ache, a desire, a longing for more that they can't quite understand or that they don't quite know how to put into words. And I think we live in a culture that absolutely encourages us to follow a a picture perfect model of success. You do A and then B. You know, Neil Donald Walsh says you get the house and then the kids and then the job and then the raise and then another raise and the mortgage. And then, you, you know, it's like a sequence of events that you're meant to go through. And for most modern women, it just doesn't hit us where we need to be hit. It just doesn't meet these deep yearnings and these deep longings that we have, sometimes even unknowingly. To live a full life. And so when we think about what embodiment is, embodiment is, very simply put, the ability to fully inhabit yourself.
1: Your lifelong passions, dreams and aspirations. Your joys and creative spurs. Your femininity. Your success. All in one place.
0: This is Girl Skill with your host, Anna Rova.
1: Hi ladies, so before I let you listen to another awesome episode on Girl Skill Podcast, I want to share with you some very, very exciting news, something that I've been working on for the last couple of weeks, well, actually, in fact, for the last couple of years, (laughs) and this is a video training, um, a one-hour, actually 75-minute video training that is called The Lie of Female Success and How It's Keeping You Stuck, Unfulfilled and Draining, Redefining Femininity Work and Play with Anna Rova, aka me. You can sign up for this training at www.girlskill.com slash webinar. Again, it's girlskill.com slash webinar. And this is really my life's work, so to say. Um, and I, I want to tell you a quick story. So it was a Thursday night and um, I was getting ready to go to sleep and I... I couldn't sleep. I was overthinking. I was I was kind of excited. It like it all felt weird. It was one of those nights. It was a feeling that you get right before an exam, like a big exam tomorrow, or like a huge event, a wedding, or some sort of a graduation, or maybe you know, you're you're meeting the love of your life or something like that, or a big trip. This is how I felt. And so on Friday morning I wake up and I know I have to record this webinar. So this is how I felt about recording this webinar, you can imagine. Uh, I wake up and what I do, I procrastinate, I push it and I delay the recording as much as I can. So I have like my really long, uh, you know, morning routine, my yoga session, my creative stuff, blah, blah. And then by around afternoon, the time is coming and all this time, my mind just can't stop thinking about what's about to come. And I get like all these butterflies in my stomach and, and I get really, really nervous. And you'll see in my one of my solo episodes that I'm just releasing that I'm actually pregnant. haha! Ha, surprise. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. And I got so nervous. My stomach, like, I don't know what the hell happened because, you know, I'm normally like a natural of these things. But I think I was just so... I was ready. I was ready. I was ready to show up, and the excitement and the nervousness and the fear of being so visible with my message was just was just too much to handle. I was thinking, "Oh my god, my poor little girl. I'm having a girl, by the way. Is thinking that mommy's dealing with a life or death situation." I'm like, "Nah, mommy's just recording a very huge webinar that you know either could break it or make it for her." (laughs) So I thought it was really funny. I wanted to share that with you. because really, you know, pregnancy has done incredible things for me. It's I'm still going through this transformation. If you follow me on Facebook, you, you know what I'm talking about. And you know what? I'm I'm really done. I'm done with hiding, or stepping behind the scenes, um, you know, playing it small. I'm, I am laying it out there. That's it. Uh, this is all. I'm all in. I'm all visible. I'm all bold. This is my message. And what you will hear in this training is actually everything... That I've discovered um, through my own personal journey, as well as reading tons of books and going through courses, and and ju- just really being on a quest to define what femininity is, um, together with masculinity and a lot of things. What are the problems we're dealing with, and how we as women can redefine our version of success, and how we honestly live in a lie of female success. And this is not only my personal experience, but also the experience of many women I've worked with who went through my trainings and thousands of. Things thousands of discussions that I have with women all over the world, as well as men. As you know, I've interviewed men as well. So what you learn in this training, again, you can go to girlskill.com slash webinar. Uh, Here's the things you'll learn. The modern female epidemic that's keeping women confined, unhappy, and fulfilled and unfulfilled, uh, where the journey of to, to success actually begins, and how did we all get here? The essential forgotten element to any woman's successful life. The secret to attracting, sustaining, and magnifying the relationship that you want. The true power and definition of femininity and masculinity. And the number one reason for feeling numb, stuck in your head, and sexually asleep. And really... In these six things that I mentioned, I will share with you, and this encompasses everything I know, how I went from being numb, disconnected, anxious, constantly in this hurry and trying to do it all to actually being deeply connected to myself as a woman. Understanding what true femininity is, embracing my feminine cycle, being more relaxed and joyful, traveling the world, rediscovering my own version of success and doing something that I love, understanding men and rediscovering men, and attracting a creative and amazing relationship with my husband, and ultimately, you know, creating a family. And I believe truly that the result of this work has brought me to where I am today in my relationship, in my marriage, and also in getting pregnant, (laughs) reconnecting to my body. Cultivating a sense of awareness and pleasure and feeling more without apologizing for it. Making decisions from the heart, starting to do less, feeling alive and radiant. And finally, realizing that femininity is great power that is deeply misunderstood by the world and women themselves. So if this resonates with you, girlfriend, go to girlskill.com webinar, sign up for the webinar, and I can't wait for you to watch it hello girlfriend and welcome to another awesome episode on Girl skill uh, by now you should have probably listened to or seen or received my update on uh, pregnancy uh, so by the time this is released I'm gonna be about oh goodness probably like four months pregnant or so maybe maybe going to five so make sure to to check that episode it's a solo show where I talk about all of my crazy... Pregnancy updates and things like that. It's probably going to call, be called like, "OMG, I'm pregnant." <laughs> so check that out. All right, let's get into today's episode. And by the way, thank you so much for being here and listening. And it's it's all because of you um, that I'm, you know, able to go forward and do what I love, and also um, inspire and, and help um, a couple of you in the process to live our best lives as uh, women. All right, so today's episode is very special, and I know I, I probably say this on like all episodes, but, but but really, like honestly, this is really special because it is with Jenna Ward, and Jenna Ward is my coach. Um, in terms of, uh, so I'm going through feminine embodiment coaching certification. By the time this is released, I'm always going to be done with it, and I'm already coaching women one on one and offering different packages and everything. So if you're interested, make sure um, you know to contact me or anything like that. But um, it's been a transformational, amazing experience. I have actually randomly found Jenna through a recommendation from my guest, actually. That's why, I, you know, make sure you check out all the tools and the resources. I'm learning so much from the women I'm interviewing t- together with you. I'm always, you know, because I have to put them online and everything, I'm checking their resources. And sometimes, I mean, mo- a lot of the times, actually, most of the times, they recommend some really cool people to follow and Books to read and things like that. I've definitely bought a bunch of books and followed a bunch of people, and got to know a lot of awesome information. I feel like that segment, Tools and Resources, is like one of the best segments because we learn from women all over the world, stop their reading, they're passionate about things like that. And so Jenna Ward was one of the women who was mentioned in one of the episodes, and I checked her out and I was like, oh wow, like. This feels so true to me. I resonate with everything. And I was looking at the time at um, getting a coaching certification, not to say that I needed one, Um, you know, I could coach and get into it, work with women, as you know, my passion is femininity and and guiding women through to their femininity, rediscovering, embracing and all of that. But I felt like I really didn't have... um, the practical knowledge of how to coach, you know, and I, and I felt like this is what I need to really take my work forward. And so when I stumbled upon her feminine embodiment coaching certification, I was like, this is it. And then we got on a call and I literally like, it was big investment for me, but I literally like asked her a thousand questions. I grilled her on the spot. And then it was random, right? Like it was, I was followed, being my intuition deeply resonated and I haven't looked back since and it's a, it's, it's a, it, her body of work, um, is amazing. And I'm, I'm implementing it daily in my life and also coaching women through it. And it's been transformational for me, for me in many regards. But anyways, this is not about that. This is about this episode. And why I'm sharing this with you is because Jenna, um, at the end of the episode, and I'll tell you a bit uh, about this in the end, she's generously offering, um, a big discount on her program the embodied woman this is a home study course that you get um where i've i've gone through it as part of my coaching certification it was transformational for me basically it's an 8 week personal training and emotionally emotional empowerment, sensual aliveness, so you can embody the worth and magnetic woman you truly are. I didn't know anything embodiment, uh, about embodiment before I met Jenna. You know, I had a relationship with my body, but there's uh, it was not that, you know? Um, and so when I went through, I was like, wow. So I highly encourage you to listen to this episode. See if you resonate with the concept Jenna's talking about. And if you do and if you're one of these women, I highly encourage you to get this program. And you know, you can get it at girlskill.com slash embodiment but i you know i went through this and i and i wouldn't recommend something that so so passionately (laughs) something that i'm not a big fan of and of course i'm coaching in this um Um, in this modality as well so you know I fully stand behind her words and everything we talked about so this program actually is you know if you feel stuck in your head thinking and over analyzing all the time which we all are if you feel numb to the deep currents of knowing your body if you're confused unsure about which direction to take in life unable to crack your heart open and safely feel the full capacity of your emotions substitute being busy and substituting sugar for real substance in your life feels Sensuality asleep and only access it, run off the meal pleasure and work really, really hard for everything you desire. This is the program for you. And I know I'm that woman. That's why this resonated for me. So I'll quickly tell you about this, but I'll let you listen to this episode until the end. And if this resonates for you, you make a decision. <clears throat> and then I highly recommend you get this program and then let me know how it goes through. I know I've been in the groups and the women in the Facebook group are just sharing these amazing insights. And I definitely got to know myself more and stepped into myself fully in my own body um so they're basically f- uh, six self-paced modules and uh, you'll move through six feminine uh, key feminine skills and become the living breathing embodiment of worth power sensuality purpose and magnetism and uh, you get access to the private online membership area sell so, uh, again, six self-paced modules uh, delivered over eight weeks you get uh, training videos implementation guides and prime and feminine primal feminine flow embodiment practices which which was actually the key and this is something that jenna has come up with and it's like just incredible if you're having a yoga practice or anything any practice where you work with your body this is going to take you further into yourself and you're going to be able to feel more and be alive and magnetic and feel pleasure you can get membership to the facebook community access to all the content uh, for two years um you know the opportunity to join future live rounds of the program go deeper and plenty of bonuses like literally jenna has a lot of bonuses playlists on Spotify and stuff like that and then of course once you get through the program you want to go deeper and know more you know um you know this is the work that I'm doing and taking you further if you're on a coach then um you should let me know so anyways listen to the listen to the episode so Quickly about Jenna. She's the embodiment coach, feminine embodiment coach and founder of the School of Embodied Arts. She lives in Australia right now. Uh, She's an ex-pharmacist turned embodied woman. She intimately understands what it's like to feel, to live life feeling disconnected and disembodied as I I feel like so many women are and I was and I still am I'm working through the layers. And through her personal experience and guiding hundreds of women back into their body, Jenna equally knows what's required to get you out of your head, into your heart, into your womb and feel empowered by your emotions and claiming your essential power. And so that's it. In this episode, mainly talk about what embodiment is, um, what's the main problem, why, if we're not embodied, what does that mean? And also Jenna Talk tackles six issues facing women today, uh, which are very, very important and some of the things I mentioned already. And um, it's, as I said, it's transformational. So join us for a delicious conversation about, about movement, honoring your whole self and being an embodied woman. She'll also share with us in the tools and resources section, <laughs> for apps to help you increase your productivity, connecting to your body, creativity, in your mind, five people to follow, to learn more about embodiment practice, pleasure, and experiencing every moment of your life. And also to mention in the program, Jenna has a lot of bonuses where she talks to women about, you know, pleasure, yoni eggs, um, how to lead entrepreneurship, like a lot of these different subjects. So it's definitely the program for the modern woman, um, so check that out for sure and um 3h also recommend three books to encompass feminine power in your own uh unique way so that's it enjoy this episode i'll see you at the end uh with the link to where you can get the program and everything else but you know you can get it already you can go to the show notes and really you know get all the links there so enjoy i'm so excited for you to listen to this and get this knowledge girl skill female success redefined. Today on Girl Skill podcast, we have the one and only Jenna Ward, all the way from Australia. Jenna, welcome to Girl Skill. Thank you,
0: Anna. It's, thrill- it's thrilling to be the one and only
1: you are the one and only for me <laughs> and i'm sure for uh you know so many women around the world that you're teaching um and you know it's no secret that i i am currently in your uh, feminine embodiment coaching program and i've just been learning so much from you and been really inspired um, and motivated and just you know it's a whole body of work to open up for me and i've just been having such a great time and and so you know um this interview is very special for me so i want to thank you for coming on and sharing your story with us and um you know i really think you're one of those people online that are true to themselves and um you can really see it with your work and it's a funny story how we met and then how I enrolled in your coaching, but I'm going to tell it to the listeners beforehand, uh, before the interview. So um, let's get into it, Jenna. So first we start
0: with some pop-up questions. So Jenna, mm-hmm. tell me, what is your superpower? Oh, I feel like I have two superpowers. Um, I am intrinsically a very structured person, like a very perceptive person, but I think that I am, so that's one superpower, but I also think that I'm a very sensitive person Um, and that's something that I wasn't necessarily always like, but it's a skill that I've cultivated and I think that it's really given me a lot of meaning in my life. So, structure and sensitivity, if you will, are probably two of my big gifts.
1: Hmm, interesting. Sometimes we think of these as controversial, right? Like I mean, not controversial, but contradicting, sorry. <laughs> but you've managed to weave it
0: into your work and in your life so gracefully that they work together well. <laughs> well, yeah, and that you can think about them as kind of opposites or opposite ends of the spectrum and they mm. are in a lot of way. And I feel like when we as women are living too far down one end of the spectrum and not at all in the other end, we just become too much of one flavor. Without developing the other. So, quite interestingly, our strengths can also be born from our weaknesses. Certainly, structure was a big weakness at one point in my life because I was a little bit, it was a little bit overdone, overbaked, if you will. So, I'm a big believer that whatever it is that we find as a weakness or a challenge at one point actually is just a strength or a gift that we might not yet have found our balanced way into.
1: Interesting. Awesome. So, who is your girl crush?
0: Oh, Beyonce. (laughs) I am so in love with that woman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Uh, like so many of us. uh, Uh Yeah, she's just got it going on when it comes to empowered, sensual, fierce, loving, just not necessarily that she can do it all, but just that she just seems to rock her own very unique flavor. And I so admire that.
1: Mm, Yeah, for sure. Uh, All right, what is the best gift that you've
0: ever received? Oh, that's a really interesting one. The best gift that I've ever received would be the UGG boots right now that I'm wearing (laughs) on my feet for so many reasons, not least because they keep me warm, but just like the texture of the wool on my feet Right now, this is like my number one gift. I'm so happy to be wearing them because it's turning cold here in Australia. So I think they would have to be it. Love it. And what is the best gift that you've ever given? Oh, so... I feel like this may not be accurate, but there is this book that I love and I've actually gifted it to you, Anna, so you can maybe attest to this. There's a book, it's by Lauren Roche and it's called The Radiance Sutras. Mm. And it is a modern day translation of a really old tantric text. And it's this poetry on the page that just makes you want to cry and melt and ache and it's just so exquisite and I love gifting this book to everybody that I know so I think that's my favorite and maybe even that's my favorite even though I'm giving the book away I it's one of my favorite things to do because I love it so much.
1: Yeah, that book. So I, I, I think you got to come to it, you know, in, in time or like there's a moment where we re- you really feel it and understand it. Um, I yeah. feel like I'm still coming to it. I, I see the beauty of it. Um, but I feel like you know, it's it's a journey for me to get there. So I have the book, I love it um, but it's not like, you know, I'm using it every day and, and all of that and I feel like, you know, it's there for me to devour mm. it when the time comes but I'm, I'm very grateful, yeah. Uh, you've sent this book as part of your
0: coaching certification program to all of us which was so nice. Um, mm. I really appreciate and it. And I agree with you, you do kind of dance towards it and it's almost like a very slow embrace, like it's not the book, the mm. kind of book that you just sit down and you read everything in an afternoon it's like you just kind of have to really slowly metabolize and digest it
1: yeah for sure all right uh what is your astrological sign
0: and how are you using Uh, it every day i am a leo and i think this is um where a lot of my determination comes from i've also got if you've seen the image curly big blonde hair so i kind of (laughs) match the image of a lion a little bit (laughs) yeah but I do recognize uh, or or I do identify with that star sign because it's got a bit of heat about it in terms of like a real determination and fierceness and I feel like that I don't necessarily draw that from my star sign but I I see it represented in my star sign and I think that's awesome that's a really great gift that that you I have so I use that as a bit of a reflection there's Mm -hmm. probably other things that a Leo is but Mm. I couldn't tell you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, what is your biggest fear? My biggest fear is to live a shallow life. Mm. That is my biggest fear.
1: What to do you live mean a that?
0: shallow life? Well, I just feel like the entire point of life is just to live a really rich, full life, and I don't necessarily mean have everything and be the best at everything. I just mean. To do the really basics really well, to really be saturated in all the beauty that exists in the world, to be saturated in all the different textures of experiences that we can have, to be the most intimate and loving that I could be in my relationships, to just experience all of the really foundation stuff to its, to its depth. So that I'm not just skimming the surface, waiting for something better or something bigger to come by. Like, I think if I live as if this moment is like a gift that I can unwrap and that can really ravish me, that to me is like the point of life. And so to not embrace that opportunity, uh, and there's plenty of times that I don't embrace it. Like my man might want to give me a hug and I'm like, I'm working, I'm too busy like that's a that's a really precious opportunity that's gone by. So, I think to live a shallow life is, you know, to live at like 10 or 20% of your capacity as a human and there's nothing like given that I'm a person, you know, and the ladies who are listening to us We have technology and privilege and I personally have been born into such a, you know, such a blessed situation. just seems like it would be such a shame to not take full advantage of the life that wants to ravish me.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, something that I've learned from you and, you know, there's different nuggets of wisdom that I've learned from you, you know, we've been together for about three months, but like Mm -hmm. a vast space, um, you know, of of knowledge has opened up for me. And something I learned from you is like, you say that the purpose of life is to, um, you know, live a full life, to experience it fully on the full spectrum spectrum you know to to live it fully and and for it to be rich and i never thought of it that way and in fact i'm using it in in my interviews you know when i'm a guest on other shows um yeah, I always say, this is something i've learned from you because everybody's looking for that purpose you know everybody's so obsessed mm. with what is my purpose and like i got to find it to live this uh, life you know and when you said that it resonated with me so much because really like that is the point to live like so so it resonated with me so much because i'm like well that's that's the whole point you know it doesn't matter what you're mm-hmm. doing as long as you're living a
0: full life and really experiencing everything that life has to offer so i thought that was beautiful yeah. yeah i so agree and i and i agree with you that a lot of people are searching for that meaning and i've certainly been in that camp waiting if getting married to this guy would be the purpose I was looking for or having this Mm. child would be the purpose that I was looking for, or if this job or this career would be the purpose. And I think if we're looking for it in any box outside of ourselves, we've missed the point about why we've been given a body and an awareness inside this body. It's like this body is the place where it happens. And as you experience yourself as the purpose of your life then it's free to flow into whatever work you do whatever relationship you find yourself in whatever situational mothering that you find yourself in so it kind of brings it back to basics Mm -hmm. really the body so we're going to talk a lot about the body today (laughs) everybody get ready
1: um awesome so last question of this segment jenna is on a scale of one to ten
0: how excited are you about life right now and why I would say I am an 8.3. Why? Because I'm about to leave my beautiful home at the Sunshine Coast, which is in Australia, and travel to Bali and Europe for the summer. And I am also really excited. We've got some really cool things happening in my work, in my business, and in my personal life. So there's just so much happening. Uh, But it's the end of my working day today, so a little bit of my juice is used up, which is probably where that not quite 10 out of 10 is coming from. But that's what I'm excited for at the moment. Yeah, I love how
1: detailed you're at 8.3. And um, (laughs) it also kind of, um, not reminds me, but I guess, you know, in your work, I see that you... You have this eye for detail when you're describing things and using words. And, you know, I've also kind of, you know, when, I, when I'm resonating with someone, I tend to uh, mimic them in terms of language or the words they're using. And I found myself, you know, mimicking your words. And i was like, "Ah, oh, what is this Jenna, Jenna talk? You know, I talk about <laughs> tech textures and like what is the texture of it I'm like wow that's not mm. that's not me talking and then you know you use these words as like luscious and delicious and uh, you know textures and everything I I love it so much you know and then and, you know 8.3 is I think it's a representative a representation of how detailed you are and how um, deep you think about stuff and, and how you express yourself in the world mm. All right, Jenna, so now is the time to introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and what you do.
0: (laughs) I am Jenna Ward, a Leo, as you've already heard, and I'm Australian. So right now I'm living at the Sunshine Coast, and I am a teacher of embodiment, which I'm sure we'll be clarifying what the hell that is really soon. But essentially, I work as the founder of the School of Embodied Arts, which primarily works with women. And my job, my passion, my personal devotion is really about guiding both myself and all of the women that I work with to really get in touch with more of what's going on inside ourselves. So looking for purpose, clarity, understanding of who we are from the inside out and becoming more sensitive to who we are from the inside out. So, that more of our radiance as women can bubble out and can be infused into the life that we're living. And so, we do this work through the practice, the skill set of embodiment, which is what Anna's training in to be a feminine embodiment coach. And what it really results in is women who feel, and probably what I'm most essentially about, is women who feel really empowered by their emotions and also really sensually alive. Because I feel like every woman has the capacity inside her body, pre-programmed in, to live that way and yet it's absolutely not the friggin' culture that we're brought up in and it's not necessarily what's role-modeled for us to a big degree. So that's what I'm about. Mm. Yeah,
1: so this whole thing, you know, it's been, I think, you know, I so I randomly actually stumbled upon your work, um, and I randomly signed up for your coaching, then we got on the call, and how I found your work is through um, Rosie Reese, who I've interviewed on the show, I think it's episode 34, who is, uh, you know, teaching naked yoga around Australia and becoming pretty famous. Um, she is. She's totally Insta-famous.
0: Yeah, she's She's I'm amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my ass is somewhere on her newsfeed of all these <laughs> like next yoga ladies. <laughs> <ratings>. It's great. <laughs> yeah, because you've attended one of her. Uh, I have. They're yeah, wonderful. yeah.
1: Um, and you know, it's it's something like you you talk about it in your training with us, um, where you know if you resonate, people will come. And I've just. I just resonated with your work and I saw this training certificate, and I'm like, what is this? And then it was just random, you know, but it was so on point and I didn't know anything about embodiment. So a lot of your women who are in this training together with me have gone through your kind of first or primal, I guess, uh, the first step of embodiment, which is the embodied women, the embodied woman program that we're going to talk about at the end of this episode. Cause you, you're, um, Very generous to share a discount with our listeners who, you know, want to step on this journey. But for me, it was like, I didn't know anything about it. But I think somewhere deep inside... There was, um, how do you say, there was a calling, right? Uh, and, you know, I've trained in yoga. So there's, there was some work with the body and I was feeling it, but I had no idea. And so when I found about this work and started training, I was like, oh, my God, you know, this is it. Um, so many of us women walk around. And I started again using your terminology, you know, from head to heart to the womb. <laughs> uh, drop from the head to the heart to the womb. Um, so many of us are walking around just stuck in our head. Um, you know, so there's so much frozen frozen tension in the body. So I've just been learning so much from you about the body, um, how wise it is, how we can use it to access the powers that we have, you know, sensuality and pleasure. And I mean, there's just so much stuff in there. Um so let's first talk about what is embodiment because, <laughs> you know, everybody has this question. What is And you're right, like I'm, I'm training to be a coach with you in uh, Feminine Embodiment and I find this is such beautiful work um, and it's so different, you know, from everything I've seen out there as well and I know you've kind of developed it on your own um, based on your you know, experience as a kinesiologist, and before you were a pharmacist. And I know you have been living a disembodied life, but I guess before we get there, um, let's talk about really what embodiment is. And I know it's kind, of, it's it's hard to define. Like so many of us ask to this day, and I guess you're, you are see yourself or sometimes like, how do we define it uh, in the right way? So, what what would you say to the women listening? Like, what is embodiment, and what does it mean for a woman to be embodied?
0: Well. I think it's a wonderful question and you just earlier mentioned the idea that as a woman you felt a resonance, a calling, a yearning. Some women describe it as an ache, a desire, a longing for more that they can't quite understand or that they don't quite know how to put into words and I think we live in a culture that absolutely encourages us to follow a, a picture-perfect model of success. You do A and then B, you know, Neil Donald Walsh says you get the house and then the kids and then the job and then the raise and then another raise and the mortgage and then, you, you know, it's like a sequence of events that you're meant to go through. And for most modern women, It just doesn't hit us where we need to be hit. It just doesn't meet these deep yearnings and these deep longings that we have, sometimes even unknowingly, to live a full life. And so when we think about what embodiment is, embodiment is, very simply put, the ability to fully inhabit yourself, the full spectrum of your emotions, the full spectrum of your sensuality, the full spectrum of your radiance as a woman. And if everybody is listening, asks themselves, am I inhabiting and living as this version of my most full self? Unfortunately, the vast majority of women, if they're telling themselves the truth, will probably answer, well, no, I'm really not. I hold myself back here. I diminish myself there. I believe these untrue thoughts about this part of my body or the way that I work or how I'm not enough in this way or that way. And in this way, so many of us as women are not experiencing inside our bodies, the full friggin' brilliance that we are. And so when I speak about what embodiment is very often, I'll speak about, well, What does it look like to not be embodied? Because the fact is, if you look at a little child who's wandering around, they're just in their body. They're curious. They'll give you a big smile when they're happy. They'll burst into tears when they're sad. When they're sad, they'll let you know exactly what they're feeling and they'll have their big, beautiful personality shining through. But as we get older, we deny this natural tendency. We cover it up with our domestication and all of the rules of our civilization. And we really turn the brightness of those personalities and that individuality down. And we disconnect from the real source of ourselves. And then we end up confused about what we want. And we start looking for our purpose outside of ourselves. And I think that we live in this culture that also wants to draw us further out. You know, social media, advertising, your listeners would be pretty clued into the idea that we live in this consumer culture where everyone's about just getting more and buying more and having more to fill up your physical possessions. But the reality is we're needing all of those physical things because inside we're feeling not at 100%, not at our most brilliant. So, what is embodiment? It is letting your full friggin radiance shine out and it is dissolving and melting away any of the structures or ideas or limitations that have been put in place, sometimes for very good reason, that keep you contained. And this is what prevents us from living our life really richly. When we are contained and when who we are is boxed up really tight and suffocated and stuffed down, We don't have the opportunity to live our life fully because we're not present in our body fully. Mm. And so embodiment is the art of being in your body, simply inhabiting yourself. It's actually your most natural set point and it involves a lot of dissolving of ideas and stresses and tensions in the body that you just simply don't need.
1: Mm. So, I find it really interesting, you know, because I've I've worked in the personal growth industry for a couple of years and, you know, being on the marketing side yeah. <laughs> and the sales side. And now I'm kind of coming into coaching and, you know, working mm-hmm. with women. Um, but it's really interesting that to get to your, so your whole kind of philosophy and your teaching is based on, you know... To get to your most natural self, to live a full life, and to experience the full spectrum, and to really bring out that radiance and, and the answer to to you know this this earning um, is really in your body. The art of being in your body, and and this is a bit like um, you know it's on the opposite side of intellectualization and a lot of the therapy and a lot of what you know psych because it's, it's a form of therapy, I suppose, um, you know, personal growth and therapy. And then it's like, you know, it's it's one of the modalities <laughs>
0: that yeah, absolutely
1: can choose from. But it's, it's different from being in your head and intellectualizing a lot of things, which I think, you know, as you said, in our culture is, is so popular to do. Um, but on the other spectrum is like, there, there are these body practices, uh, like yoga and Reiki, and like a lot of these things. And, and that's why I've, you know, I've Never seen um, this done in in a way that how you teach and how you do it. So, how is? You know, the, the practice of embodiment that you teach, how is it different? Well, obviously it's different from intellectualization. And do we just disregard the, you know, the psychology of how the brain works and all of that? Um, and just work on the body and then and, and how embodiment this type of work is different from all of the other um, you know, body work and why and why the body, you know, why yeah. the body is Why is it the body? Because, I mean, I I know that you've said, um, you know, so many of us are just thinking of our bodies as vessels for um, transporting our heads, pretty much. And, And we just live so disembodied. And for me, the journey first started with yoga. To be honest, I, you know, when I did my training for um, like being a yoga teacher, this is where I got connected to my body, and it was a weird wow. experience. You know, I, 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 really felt my legs, <laughs> and felt my arms, and it was, it was. Um, just an amazing experience you know and and then with your work and going through the training I was like wow you know there's there's really something powerful in it so I know there's a lot of questions in there
0: (laughs) there is but I can speak to them absolutely Mm -hmm. Mm so our culture generally so first of all yes embodiment is one modality within so many so 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 many different types of modalities And why is it an important modality for women? I'm going to lens this specifically for women. Mm -hmm. So when we are in a female body, our energy, so the way that our internal energetic dynamics work, is that where our 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 energy flow as a feminine being is kind of down towards and in and around our hips. So you think about women and our hips, our bellies, our wombs. This is actually kind of the center of gravity for feminine energy. And you can think about this in terms of like when we have our period, our um, time of the month, we bleed and the energy is going down. This is a, a representation of the downward feminine energy. And so when we're out there in the world and we're needing to perform and we're needing to get things done, our energy as women is not centred in our hips. It rises up into our shoulders, our necks, our heads, and it becomes uh, focused on contracting and moving forward in the world instead of simmering down and kind of being more fluid-like in our hips. So when you're in a woman's body, And yet, you have to operate in the world, hands up for everyone listening, if you get tight shoulders, a sore neck or headaches, nearly every woman, nearly every woman is going to put their hands up and say, yeah, I experienced that. Because the productivity and the levels of productivity that are demanded of us in the modern world are drawing on our masculine energy. And by masculine, I mean our let's get shit done energy. And it's a great energy. You've got to have it. There's nothing wrong with having a masculine energy. But when we are in our masculine getting shit done, energy up in our shoulders and our heads for 90% of the day, there is very little left to be down in and around our hips in the lower centers of our body. Maybe there's only 10% there. And so what literally happens is that we become more sensitive to that 90%. We become more sensitive to our heads, to our doing, and we become less sensitive to our hips and to our feeling. And so your experience is actually a really common one in a way you speak about, okay, so I was doing yoga and I really first started to feel my legs. You know, most women are ignoring the very simple signs of their body, like mm. I need to go to the toilet or I'm thirsty, or I've got my period and I, you know, I've got a cramp and it's asking me to rest. Most of us find these symptoms or these these sensations of our body to be inconveniences. I know back in the day when I used to be an overworking in my head all the time pharmacist. I used to get recurring urinary tract infections because I would ignore my bladder's calling to go to the toilet. I'd be like, no, that's not productive. I just need to do more work. I'll go to the toilet later. And I would get an infection because I was ignoring the signs of my body. And so these signs like our period and the pain associated with it, call of the bladder, all types of sensitive things. These are like pretty big sensations that are going on downstairs in the body. But when we're not giving it attention, when we're only giving it 10% of our day, the volume on what's going on is turned right, right down. And so now we're not even feeling maybe our thirst or some other things that are going on in the body. We're not even feeling those big sensations. So how are we going to feel the more subtle ones? So the subtle sensations like when, so I'm curious if anyone's listening has ever felt this, in a lot of women's body, when you're getting close to making a decision and it's really lined up with power and pleasure within your body, your vagina, your yoni will actually begin to tingle like a little bit of intuition, like a excitement. Yes. It's not necessarily sexual, but it's a sense of like, ah, this feels really right and really good. I never felt that sensation when I was a pharmacist because 90% of my energy was up in my head. But as I've learned to attune my energy into my hips, turn it down into the lower centers of my body, I've realized My body is constantly talking to me in sensations. It's constantly giving me signs about, should I make this decision or that decision? Should I say yes? Should I say no? Is this the right thing to do? What do we do about that? My body's constantly giving me this subtle information, but I could only tune in to hear it once I started saying yes and started turning up the volume on the sensations and so a lot of people do come into embodiment after doing things like yoga or trying other modalities like, you know, rewiring your thoughts or something like this. And they've realized there's a whole lot more for me to explore here. And so embodiment is not an advanced modality, but it's in this time, it's a very undervalued one because When 90% of our energy is in our head, we don't realize that actually we could shift those tables and move more awareness down into our body and feel so much better within ourselves. Mm. So I've answered a few of your questions, not all (laughs) of them, but I'm interested to pause for you there for a second, Anna
1: yeah 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 i mean i i love what you're describing and i think a lot of us you know more and more the world is awakening to you know like using your intuition for example and a lot of people are talking about the gut feeling and so i think we are slowly awakening to understanding that the body is wise and we need to listen to everybody's like listen to your body but what does that mean you know so Mm. in your work um you know, you really teach the skills uh, for women how to actually become embodied and listen to your body and get in touch with it. And you've developed like this, you know, we're talking about prime and feminine flow, something that I've never experienced. I mean, I think I've experienced it once in like an ecstatic dance or something like that, but um, I've never experienced that. So maybe you could share with us, um, Jenna, some of the Like for every for all the women listening, and I and I know that most of the women like me, (laughs) even though I was in the personal growth space, you know, I've never kind of um, was exposed to such work. Um, But you know, for for every woman listening, what what are some first things we can do today? Um, to kind of start feeling into it, and I can tell i can i can say for everyone who 's listening uh, since I started so I went through jenna 's uh, the embodied woman uh course um that she 's you know we 're going to talk about it at the end of the program, and I highly recommend it to everyone because I went through it and it 's like transformational um and then now i 'm you know um going through the feminine body micoji certification and i've started doing this work and and it's truly been transformational you know for me especially the first like the liberation practices and the pleasure practices and it's the wild woman practices mm-hmm. and all that stuff it's incredible and it's like a daily practice you know i've implemented it um or infused mm-hmm. my daily routine with it um as much as i can obviously um So, Jenna, what what can we do today to really start feeling into it? And for everyone's like, what the hell is she talking about? You know, because it's hard to understand. Like you really need to feel
0: it um, to get in touch with it. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I agree. And what I would say to that is when it comes to – so I'll give you some practices, absolutely. But when it comes to it, it's not really the job of the head to understand it. When we think Mm -hmm. about that 90%, 10%, If your body has a curiosity, like, hmm, I can't really put my finger on why I feel drawn to this, but I feel drawn to it. Well, that's the body speaking through curiosity. So turn up the volume on it by doing some of these practices. So, I mean, there's probably, you know, at a very simple level, the first thing to do is to begin to honor your body's most basic desires. So, earlier we spoke about going to the bathroom, having a drink of water. Um, If you're bleeding and your body's cramping, taking some rest for that to actually happen. So this is the most foundational level of embodiment, listening to the the really big overt uh, signals that your body is giving you when it's time to rest, when it's time to stretch. If we don't do this most basic level of housekeeping, then we're never going to become more sensitive to the more subtle things that are going on underneath that kind of housekeeping level. So that's the first thing. So ask yourself, is there a time in my day where I don't drink enough water and listen to my thirst or where I want to get up and stretch but I don't leave my desk? If there is a time where you're not honouring your body's little signal to you, that's the first place to start because nothing more mystical or magical is going to happen unless we address the housekeeping. And, you know, as you said, Anna, a lot of people are speaking about the idea of cultivating intuition and all of these really magical, mystical things. And it's true. Women are such powerhouses of intuition. But intuition doesn't necessarily mean that we need to go up into the stars or start, you know, channeling some magical thing. This body is the antenna of our intuition and when we tune up this body we naturally receive a signal much more clearly. So stage one is just really foundation practices of listening to your body when it speaks. That's where it begins. And then there's the next step. And the next step is to become more sensitive to how the body is feeling inside. So you mentioned some of the practices. We use a practice at our school called primal feminine flow and it's a practice of letting the body move so I'll just explain this really briefly. If you think about yoga, you're coming into a class and you're putting your body into a specific posture, a specific asana or position. Um, And that posture or that asana is, it's derived to do something positive for the body. And so a lot of people find that they can come into contact with their body by by following yoga, and it's a wonderful practice and I practice it myself, but it's a very structured way to practice in the body. It's like taking your body and making it fit uh, or contort into a particular picture of how it should look or what it should be like. And, you know, if you've followed any Instagram yogis, (laughs) there can be quite an art in that, obviously. But embodiment practices are not concerned with structure. They're concerned with instead of putting your body in a position that you think it should be in, so this is again taking that head and saying Mm -hmm. my head's smarter than my body, I'm going to take my head and I'm going to dictate what my body should do. Instead, turn the tables around and ask the body, how would you like to move? So I pause there for a second because when most people hear that, they're like, I've got no idea what she's talking about. Because we're so undeveloped, underdeveloped in following our body's own Mm. desires. I can tell you, and even maybe just join me as you sit here right now, your body wants to move. If you've got, you know, maybe you've been at work and your shoulders have been tight, they want to move and unravel. Maybe you've been clenching in your lower bot in your lower belly. It wants to soften and unravel. Maybe you've been holding tension in your jaw. It wants to open up and stretch. Your body wants to be dynamic and moving and alive all of the time. And so we can do embodiment practices by simply asking the body, how would you have me move? And a lot of women have never moved their body this way before because we're not taught to. We're not taught to say our body has wisdom, it's got intuition, it's got knowing, it's got power, it's got pleasure inside it. And until we actually allow ourselves and give our body a permission to slip, to say, you have permission to move however you would like to. And then we actually let that movement take place. So as I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm actually letting some free movement just happen in my body. And it just begins to drop me into my body. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is I begin to feel my body more. I become more sensitive. Where is their tension? Where is their tightness? Where is their energy? Where is their emotion? Where is their feeling? Where is their sensation? And I can tell you all different parts of my body is speaking to me right now. So many of us don't want to come into this body because it's painful and tight and wound up and dishonored in here.
1: Mm, And so
0: we don't come into the body.
1: I just want to say something quickly. I remember as soon as I started uh, the Embodied Woman um, you know, program, and there was this prime and feminine flow, which is essentially how I would describe it. And of course, my description is not perfect. It's like a free-flowing dance, but it's not really a dance, but because you're on your knees and your hands. Um, but essentially, it's like letting your body lead, and you're listening to the music, and you're just moving it freely um, in a, like a, a, a dance. I don't know how else yeah. to describe it. You know, because and I love what you said about yoga because yoga essentially is a masculine practice and it's been taught by men um, for, you know, Thousands of years, pretty much. Um, and you're right. It's like when you go to yoga or to any class, yeah. So you go to a class mm-hmm. and you're giving specific instructions on how to move your body, what to do. That uh, nowhere. If you go to a class, you know the teacher would be like, "Well, I'm just gonna set some music on and then you just move." You know, it's like people are like, "Why am I here for?" Like I paid money. Exactly. For me, what to do? And so I remember after a couple of practices of the Prime and Feminine Flow, which I was doing every day. I was like, oh, my God, you know, like women, when did women stop dancing, you know? Um, And, you know, we do this. When did adult women stop dancing and getting busy with like, quote, unquote, you know, a to-do list or life or whatever? And, you know, as teenagers, we go to these clubs and whatever. And a club experience, I guess, is not the same. But still, I was like, my God, like how much are we losing um, from not, you know, just letting it, letting ourselves be letting ourselves dance and play and just letting go of all of it and not being in our head so much so i remember this aha mm-hmm. uh-huh moment i was like my god like this just feels so great because i think we just switch our minds off and let the body be then we drop more and more um into it and it just feels amazing um, so what, what you do I, I understand it completely obviously because I've, I've gone through the program and you know I'm <laughs> still training with you but um so Jenna I wanted to ask you about something that I found um, really transformational and that there were new concepts for me and we're using this in our coaching work as well um, you know one of the things I remember so I'm a person who's like always positive and uh, you know always feels good and so well at least I try you know I follow a lot of, um, you know, like Abraham Hicks and and all that stuff. Um, and, you know, I always thought that, you know, because they teach you in the personal growth industry, uh, which I resonated with before and a little bit now, it's like, you know, your thoughts, you control your thoughts, your thoughts become your words and then your actions. And so if your thoughts are positive and, you know, they're geared towards, you um, you know, going forward, focusing on what you want, and all of that, then you will manifest that in your life and your behavior would be different. Um, You know, you will attract what you want, pretty much the law of attraction. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. I always was in this thing of like, you know, I'm always positive thinking. Um, You know, I focus on good things. And the whole point is to feel good, because when you feel good, you're in a good mood, you're attracting positive things and all of that. And so When I started your program, this was something that was an aha moment for me because I realized, and this was a problem of mine, and I'm sure Jenna, you probably will say that it's a problem for a lot of women. I realized that when I was not feeling good, I was running away from it. You know, I was finding ways to escape um, through different things, you know, it, it could either be drugs or sex or, you know, just don't want to feel it. Don't want to feel it. No, don't want to feel it. And I would just patiently wait. Well, I wouldn't wait. Actually, I would numb myself and, you know, trying to patch it with something until I start feeling better. <laughs> and then I remember in a call with you, we had like a and a call. You said, I asked you, but isn't the point to feel good? And you're like, no. <laughs> <The> point <laughs> The point is to feel the spectrum, you know, because you're always feeling negative emotions and positive. And that's just the nature of the body and of being human and of, you know, just being alive. And the point is to feel all of it. And then you are like a merge with it. I'm like, what is that? I don't know. What? Merge with it. I'm like, what does that mean? So it was a really strange concept for me. And then I started applying this into my life and you know, merging with the negative. So not, um, and I know this is also the foundation of the coaching work we're doing where we're guiding women into actually welcoming these emotions and feeling them, expressing them and letting go. So I'm coming actually to the concept of liberation practices that we're doing. And for me, it was just transformational, the idea of, and I love how you're explaining that through years, because most of us are not doing this work. There's a lot of tension, every single stress, the negative, you know, emotions or stress we're feeling, we're just storing it in our bodies and we're running away from it, like I was doing for so many years, and it just keeps piling up, piling up, piling up, and then we develop, you know, chronic diseases or, you know, shoulder pain or whatever, whatever. And I was like, oh my god, this makes so much sense, and. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm curious, what do you have to say to all of this? Because for me, it was just transformational. And now I'm just so glad I've embodied, um, I've embarked on this journey. And, you know, I'm very happy. And I know that the importance of this world of guiding women into this. And now I know how to do it for myself
0: and for others. It's, it's amazing. I love your enthusiasm. It's so delicious. (laughs) It is so delicious. And that's the, you know, I think that's the most important thing because when we started this call, you said, you know, you asked me the question about life and I said, well, I just want to be saturated in life. I explicitly did not say I want to be happy all the time Mm. because we are sold this idea that you should be happy all the time and if you're not, there's something wrong with you. And that is BS. As a person, you're, you know, we can we can think about this in terms of we're a woman or whatever gender you identify as, we're a person. And we're just like Mother Nature. We have daytime. We feel happy. And there's nighttime. We feel dark or uncomfortable or fearful. There's you know, beautiful rainbows that are exquisite moments. And then there's volcanoes erupting that are inconvenient, hot, and angry. Like we have all of these different emotions and experiences and feelings that are happening inside of us, just like they're happening in, mother, in, you know, in the world. And when we say, well, the feelings that are good and that are happy and that are positive are welcome. And I'm willing to embrace that 50% of me, but the feelings that are dark or uncomfortable or negative, I'm not willing to embrace those. It's not okay to have those. Something wrong with me if I'm having those. When we begin to look at the full spectrum of emotion and sensation through this positive is good and the dark, the negative, that's bad and you shouldn't have that, we're instantly saying that half of ourselves, half of our experience is wrong. And I don't know about you, but when somebody tries to tell me that this part of you is wrong and is broken, that's not empowering. Fact is, we've got day, we've got night, we've got rainbows, and we've got volcanoes inside of ourselves. Wouldn't it be more empowering and freeing and liberating to know how to work with all of those aspects of yourself and to know that it's really normal and really natural to have all of those dynamics and to work with them in an empowering way? You know, I think the self-development industry espouses the idea of self-love and loving yourself. Mm. But if you can't love the anger that you have, if you want to cut out the brokenness that you feel, if you can't love the pain and the grief and the, and the anguish in your heart, you're not actually practicing self-love. That's, yeah. If you can't love those dark parts of you, that's not self-love. That's delusional thinking and a lot of the self-development industry espouses this you just think a positive thought and then you'll have a positive outcome well what happens if you're secretly overlaying this positive thought on top of layers and layers of stress and not feeling all of the shit that's going on in your body Mm. you know label it as depression or anger or frustration or grief or give it whatever label you like it's just an uncomfortable sensation in the body And then we start to feel bad. Well, why is my manifesting not working? I must not be thinking my positive thoughts hard enough. Actually, no, it's a faulty model. It's a model that says the mind creates reality. And it's not your mind that creates your reality. It's your entire being, your mind, your body, the radiance that you are. All of that is what's creating, not just your thoughts. They're only one dimension of your being. They're not the be all of everything. Otherwise, I'd be thinking me some more cash into my bank account. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I don't know what else I think. Something else really cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really interesting perspective on this whole personal growth industry, you know, oh, and awesome. it's almost your work and I guess my work um, yes. as well, because, you know, I've I'm training to actually coach women into this and I've done this already and I see the results. Um, it's almost like giving yourself well, first of all accepting the whole spectrum of you and i love the idea that and i and i found it so refreshing where working with you and with other women you're always saying you know it, it's okay like you're not broken there's nothing wrong with you if you're feeling this because i think that a lot of women are feeling this way you know as you said we're constantly judged and made feel like oh shit like i shouldn't be feeling that like this is bad or this is good you know and then the other thing with this work, what it does, it also gives you permission to really feel it and understand that it's absolutely natural. Like, as you mentioned, like the thunder, like the storm, which so many of us and, you know, being in a female body, it's like we feel so much. And then for us, I think it's, it's just so you know, the worst thing you can do is repress those emotions. And I know you teach a lot about numbness and that so many women, you know, you teach about the levels of the heart and all of that stuff. And there's just so much, you know, theory and to, to, like, there's so much more to go deeper, but um, yeah, this is transformational work. So Jenna, let's talk a little bit about the program that you have. Um, So you are right now, well, this, this episode actually will, will be, released, um, long after you've launched the program, but I think you are still like people can purchase the embodied woman program at any point in time, right? Because it's a self-paced study course.
0: Mm -hmm. So the embodied woman program so far in our conversation, we've spoken on so many little pieces Mm -hmm. of it. Essentially Mm -hmm. what it is, is it's a training for women who want to develop their skills of sensitivity and their emotional empowerment, so embracing their more full spectrum of sensation, but also their sensual aliveness and their pleasure. So for any woman who's felt a little resonance with what we've spoken about today, check it out. And it's going to have a link for you uh, for, for the program. Uh, but it's a self-paced program and it's the theory, so Anna's spoken so much been very eloquently about the theory, but it goes into more detail as well as a really delicious movement practice, Mm -hmm. which is a way to actually somatically in the body develop the sensitivity and the inquiry to really unravel. And a lot of women, you know, let's be, let's just talk straight. There's a lot of different online trainings that women can do. And I feel like so much of it is like the equivalent of just getting another book. Reading yet more theory. This experience is an actual experience, meaning you're going to have the flavor and the taste of it in your body. You're going to learn the skills in your being so that you can feel more full within yourself. So, and it will have the links and the details, but the program is available and you can move through it still with the support of our community anytime.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, I've gone through the program so I can. Highly recommend it. And, you know, the practices Mm. that I've been doing have been transformational for me. I know, Jenna, you're very supportive. You have a close community on Facebook where just like all of these women are like sharing their experiences and transformation. So I can definitely say, you know, I've been in the personal growth industry and all these courses and everything. I can definitely say that you've put a lot of thought, a lot of work into it and really have designed a program that is... um, you know That is just an experience for women to get to know their bodies and get in touch with their bodies. And you teach this prime and feminine flow, which is a practice, like a daily practice for everyone, again, who's resonated. I can highly recommend um, the program. And you can go to girlskill.com slash embodied. We're going to have a link for you where you can go. And uh, Jenna is very generous to offer a $200 discount for everyone with uh, code ANNA. A-N-N-A, and uh, we're gonna, you're going to have all the information in the show notes, but I, I highly, highly recommend it. It's called The Embodied Woman, and uh, Jenna is teaching us everything you need to know. And, of course, the platform is beautiful, Jenna, and your branding is amazing. And I think that's <laughs> what it also, um, you know, I resonated with it as well because you've designed it beautifully. And, you know, what I want to say is that how I, I admire you um, for... The way you teach and the way you actually manage your program, your support is amazing, and there's a lot of stuff that I've learned from you, but I truly feel. That you're one of these people that you truly care, and and I know you've invested a lot in yourself as you know an entrepreneur and running your business, and but you, you like you're really doing it the way it's supposed to be done. Um, and I'm and I'm always you know delightfully surprised by by the support team that you have and how you're running your business and how you know it really feels true and you're not like one of the coaches out there who's just doing it for the sake of doing it. Uh, it really feels authentic. And, you know, that's why I highly recommend your work. Because um, I've, I've I've gone through this and obviously I'm training with you. Um, so that's that. So, Jenna, before we go into the tools and resources section, um, let's talk a little bit, how did you come to do this kind of work? Because, um, you know, it's not something... And I know that a lot of these things you've actually... Um, you know, so you're also not like a copy-paste kind of person, as in I know that you've, you've developed this. So I'm, I'm actually curious, you know, have you developed all of these practices on your own based on your training and experience? Or have you kind of, like, I, I don't know, how did you come to do this work? Maybe you can talk a little yeah. bit about your experience. And also you mentioned, you know, you have been disembodied <laughs> at, at a point in time. So you completely
0: understand what a lot of us um, are or we're going through. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for your kind words as well, Anna. Um, I guess the long story very short is I simply just could not live a life where I just felt like I was in servitude. And it started off, um, I used to work as a clinical hospital pharmacist and and in pharmacy academia. So for a long time I was managing pharmacists and following lots of protocols. And I just really didn't understand why I was doing it. What was the point of it all? There was no passion within me for that work. And I'd climbed to the top of my corporate ladder and was looking at another 50 years of this. I was like, no, thank you. So I went searching for my purpose in a new career. And what I found was, uh, actually, your purpose is not your career. And you can't find purpose. You know, when you don't know who you are or what you want, you actually can't find it in a career. So anyway, I went on to uh, study kinesiology, which is a form of energy medicine. And I really loved working with the idea of the body um, as a hospital pharmacist, because I was really unhappy in that work. My body was speaking to me with symptoms. So I had really bad nausea just Monday through to Friday. I would only get it. During the week, I wouldn't get it on the weekends. It would come about the same time. It was like this icy cold, uh, sickening nausea. And for months and months I had this and I couldn't figure out why. And eventually I, when I saw a kinesiologist and she was like, "Huh, oh, are you unhappy in your work? And we unraveled a little bit about that. And I kind of began to tell myself the truth of how much I was hating on this life that I was creating for myself. So I went on to study kinesiology and trained for many, many years in that and opened my own practice only to realize that I had created all the same habits and patterns of working in a really structured way without a lot of heart, without a lot of purpose, without a lot of meaning. And I very quickly fell into feeling like I was in servitude once again. And I was like, shit, I've gone to all the trouble of finding this new
1: career and this is not it. (laughs) Let me interrupt for a second, Jenna. What what is kinesiology exactly? What is the practice? Think about it as
0: new age acupuncture. It's Mm -hmm. a very loose description, but kinesiologists work with meridians, which are the traditional Chinese medicine blood vessels of the body. Mm -hmm. um, And they use acupressure. So, so, instead of putting a needle into a meridian point, they just touch on the skin and they do that in specific combinations to shift and to attune energy in the body. And it works a treat, It works an absolute treat. But for me, it just wasn't a great fit. And so, as I was working with my kinesiology Clients, So you can think about it kind of like a masseuse. I would have a client who would come in for a session. I wouldn't massage their body, but I would touch their body and their head in different spots and we would talk through their issues. What I found was the big issue that nearly every single client has had was a result of 90% of their energy being in their head and 10% of it being in their body. And so there was no aliveness in their body. And so in this way, I kind of just threw all the training that I'd had out the window and I just began to, if I'm honest, I began to make things up and try it out on my clients as we went along. And this was this phase of quite spontaneous learning. I always feel like our body is our best teacher. So I just began to listen to what, you know, if I just followed my, deep inner knowing, my deep inner sense of what this client needed to hear and how I could just show up with support and compassion to be available for them. What actually happened was I found that I started to do embodiment work, meaning I started to guide clients into their own bodies to have experiences and to develop more sensitivity inside their being. Now, I actually didn't know that it was embodiment work that I was doing for like another two years after that, when I started to listen to other people and they're like, they're describing their work as embodiment. I'm like, that's what I'm doing. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's what this thing is. Um, And so most of the practices, and in fact, the entire, the Embodied Woman program, it's run over seven times now. And it came, it's been refined vastly from the hundreds of women uh, who have gone through it that that program came about because as I, sh- as I guided women to shift into their bodies, out of their head and into their bodies, the same six problems kept coming up. And so instead of repeating myself constantly, I thought I'll package these six little pieces of nuggets, these six practices that I feel like every woman needs, package them together and make them available. And we've had so many women from all different kinds of countries now and continents do the training. And I can see that these are the skills that we need mm. to move from our head into our heart and from our heart mm. into our womb. Can and that's I ask, of- you,
1: can I ask yeah. you, what are the six problems that you've seen?
0: Yeah, so we've spoken to many of them um, mm-hmm. on this call. So, problem number one everyone's telling us that we need to be happy. And we don't actually know how to be with all of the different colors and textures and emotions and feelings that we are as women. And there's a few other lies, but that lie in particular, that your dark side is a problem. That's a big lie. And that is one of the lies that keep us disconnected from our body. So that's number one. It might actually take me a while. I'll just give you the first three because it'll take me a while to get through each of these. So that's lie number one. Line number two is that um a lot of women have experienced in some way that we're just not good enough, we're too much in this way, not enough in that way um a lot of women have been told that you know, you're know you too emotional or too erratic or we feel like we don't have enough of something. We're not sensual enough or I'm not orgasming enough or I'm not intuitive enough. We apply so many not enoughs and too muches. And as women, we've really been sold this story for hundreds of years this lie of feminine inferiority. So we examine that lie, and we see how that's impacting us in our own world. And then the third step is that we actually begin to work with our thoughts in an embodied way. What I mean by that is most people want to change their thoughts by just thinking positive thoughts, but it's like trying to solve like with like. Albert Einstein said You cannot solve a problem from the same level that corrected it. So if we're having challenging or negative thoughts or thoughts that we don't want to have, we cannot simply just swap them out for positive thoughts. It's not going to work. But we can bring that thought into the body and shift it inside us somatically so that the energy, the fuel that's driving that old crappy thought can be used up, dissolved, released. And what's more true can evolve and can move through the body. So that's the third step. Actually, look, I'll just give you all six. The fourth step is about cultivating sensuality. So so many of us are like sold this picture perfect image of pleasure. It's total bullshit. Pleasure exists in every woman as a birthright. And when we actually can let our body show us what pleasure is available here now, we tap into a huge resource. But our pleasure isn't only pretty. And this is step number five. Mm -hmm. Sometimes our pleasure is a little bit wild and feral and destructive and chaotic, and good girls don't embrace that. And so this is an incredibly undeveloped side of most women. And so we work on developing and exploring that. And that brings us to the sixth step, which is about magnetism. Magnetism is drawing your desires in towards you, using your body as an antenna rather than going out and having to work hard to achieve everything that you desire. And so we work through each of these steps, which builds on another. And these steps have been really fleshed out and refined over the years. But honestly, these steps are like the foundation skills and juice and magic that day in, Day out, I use in my body because I just don't know how women can live life otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know.
1: (laughs) Well, after after you know uh, using this work and being um, exposed to this work, uh, you're right. It's like how do we live like this? It's something Uh, (laughs) irreversible. It's something like you can't go back to living your life uh, like you did before. And so all of these six steps, Jenna, they are like modules in the Embodied Woman program that we talked about so you walk through exactly. them you have all the audio trainings and you have the deep inquiry worksheets and all of that which I love um so basically through your training like you used um you through your you use kinesiology and then you 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 noticed that something was not right and mm-hmm. you started kind of following your curiosity experimenting um and you've developed you've seen all of these lies and uh, you've developed your own think through it, your own philosophy and theory. And I'm I'm curious, have you done any other trainings or like follow teachers and books and, and, or did you just come up with all of it by yourself? Were you exploring, researching, studying, and then you went into coaching as well?
0: So it's, it's a big, it was a huge transformation. Mm. I mean, I've had many people influence me over the years. So embodiment is something that is natural. It's something that is like, we just have to learn how to unravel everything for us to get back into the sweet spot of it. Um, And so I've absolutely had a lot of teachers, a few people who come to mind and some of these are formal teachers, some are informal teachers, but some of my closest teachers have been the women and the support that have formed community Mm. around me. We were speaking about some of those ladies before this call when we were chatting Anna on a more formal level.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In the realm of embodiment, it's still an emerging field, and so at our school, we're gearing up to hopefully do some research in this field next year, but some of the other bodies uh, that I've learned from and done some training with uh, Peter Levine's Somatic Experiencing. That's pretty advanced and out there. Michaela Bowen is one of my teachers. She has a really wonderful podcast, which if you haven't checked out, and I know you would love it. And maybe the listeners who are very interested in Michaela's flavor is um, particularly geared towards intimacy and relationships. I've studied uh, some meditation with Lorraine Roche. His book is what we mentioned at the start of this called The Radiance Sutras, Mm. and he does some very embodied forms of meditation. Um, And beyond that, I've been a, uh, obviously I've I've studied in uh, kinesiology and energy medicine, which is also around personal work. But I could list off a whole heap of other influences uh, as well, but I'll stop because they're probably the highlights that I've mentioned so far.
1: Hmm, interesting. Okay. And so now you what what you're doing now in your business is um, you know, you having this um Embodied Woman program, you're doing, um, you know, you have a lot of really cool, awesome um, free resources and you're sharing them on Instagram, on your website, you're writing a lot and you're also doing this uh, coaching certification that um, we're actually in the middle of it right now. And, and you're, you're actually doing coaching as well, one-on-one, or perhaps you've stopped that once now you're teaching others how to coach.
0: <laughs> no, I do. I still coach as well. Not, a oh, okay. few, not as much as I used to, but I do still coach because... I love, I just, I love what this work does with clients and Mm. it is just such an honor to be able to guide women through the space. So I do do still some coaching. Absolutely.
1: Mm, Awesome. All right. So before we move on to tools and resources, I have two quick questions for you, Jenna, that Uh I ask all women on the show. And um, the first one is what is femininity for you?
0: femininity for me is a birthright it is about flowing it is about feeling femininity is concerned with love and with creation so i see everything that exists every texture every object every person as the living dance of the feminine in action like we can imagine mother earth so everything on her. Is the feminine, it's life, it's the abundance, and I really would describe the feminine in the most simple way as a very flowing feeling energy. I think everybody has it in them.
1: Love that. And uh, next question is Do you consider yourself successful and why?
0: I am successful because I define my own success. I'm not interested in any other person's version of what is successful or what constitutes success. And I don't actually need anybody else's permission for success. I was speaking today about what makes an expert and how our society has so many screwed up ideas. And I'm clearly quite strongly vocal about this. I think everybody is free to determine what success means to them on their own terms. Mm. And that's all that matters so whatever your own value your own yardstick is if you haven't questioned what your success is and if you've just blindly adopted other people's versions that's an issue you gotta really ask yourself what does success mean to you for me it's really about how much did i give and how much did i love mm.
1: love it awesome so now finally we come to the tools and resources section so- mm-hmm. It's time for tools and resources on girl skills. What are some of the apps or maybe like the so- uh, software programs that you're using in your uh, personal or professional life that keep you, I guess, productive? Productive is not a word,
0: uh, you know, that's allowed here. <laughs> no. <much of> <laughs> Productivity is also needed. Yeah. Um, but I so love- per- yeah. yeah personally, um, my two favorite apps, uh, the first one is Clue. C-L-U-E. I use that to track my cycle Mm -hmm. so that I know when I'm going to be bleeding and I really do my best to at least take the first day of my bleed off. And my cycle's pretty regular now. It used to be all kinds of crazy, but uh it's regular now so that's my favorite personal app and also i mean you can't go past spotify what would i do without my music playlists so those are my two personal ones and then on a professional level we use so much stuff my team has so many things going on but probably my favorite thing would be slack my team just Keeps me in the know with um, our messaging tool, Slack. And I also love uh, the app Wunderlist. It's a, I don't know, it's a European, it's spelled W-U-N-D-E-R-L-I-S-T. And it's this really simple, easy to use little like digital checklist that I can use just to dump ideas into. So those are my four favorites.
1: Awesome, love it. And just to let everyone know, Jenna has um, generously compiled Spotify playlists for your uh, prime and feminine flow practices (laughs) that are like related to what was it like winter and summer or something like oh, yeah, yeah, for different practices. And you have actually like Spotify playlists for that. So I loved it. Um, Yeah. All right. Let's move to some of the people that you follow for inspiration. You've mentioned a couple of them, um, Mm -hmm. as your influences and perhaps some of your teachers. Is there anyone else that you want to mention um, that perhaps we could also get inspired by?
0: I do love uh, following the pleasure escapades of um, what's her name, Um, Elena at the Yoni Empire, so the underscore Yoni underscore Empire on Instagram. She just has so much pleasure in her life, that woman, and she's constantly reminding me to have more pleasure. So I would say her. Um, And who else? I'm also listening recently to the jordan b peterson podcast although it's oh, pretty yes. heavy going yes and he's my man <laughs> yeah he's great but he has a podcast. To, i didn't know, Did yeah, you know? yeah it's there's like 47 episodes in it You'd love
1: wow it. okay awesome
0: he can sometimes get a little bit dry for me but that's a good yeah. podcast and i'm also listening to the podcast uh my dad wrote a porno which i'm sure oh. the most of you listen already heard about it's great (laughs) yeah I've listened to a couple of episodes it's hilarious yeah I love it (laughs) not at all related to the work that I do most of the time I'm cringing for female rights as I'm listening to it but we won't get into that we'll just enjoy it for what it is (laughs) yeah it's hilarious yeah um
1: cool anyone else or should we move on to books Books, books, books. Okay. So the one you mentioned is obviously the Radiant Sutras. And by the way, for everyone listening, we're going to link to everything Jen is mentioning um, in the show notes. So don't worry about writing it down or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. what are some of the most transformational books uh, that you can recommend?
0: Uh, I was a big fan of Wild Power. So um, one of the authors of that is Alexandra Pope. That's a book about discovering the magic of your menstrual cycle. That was a really great one. There's really not a lot of good books about embodiment. Uh, Michaela Bohm, one of my teachers, is releasing a book soon, so you could probably pre-order that. Uh, The Radiance Sutras. Poetry ready to explode your heart mm-hmm. would be my number one. And on a personal level, my favorite book is *The Fountainhead* by Anne Rand. I just think that is such a early model of feminine empowerment, and I just freaking love that book.
1: I, I love Anne Rand, and uh, yeah. *Atlas Shrugged* is like a complete so mind-blowing. Oh, I love that you love the same stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, love it, love it. All right. um, Anything else or should we wrap up? That's about all. Awesome. Well, Jenna, I want to thank you so much for coming. And um, again, to everyone, uh, to remind everyone, the Embodied Woman program is incredible. Highly recommend. And uh, Jenna is giving you a discount on that. So all the information will be at girlskill.com slash embodiment or in the show notes. And uh, Jenna, for everybody who wants to follow you and um, get to know more about this embodiment work, um, tell us where they can find you
0: come over and play our websites at jenna ward jennawar dot c-o c o. and at the top of our website actually is probably one of the juiciest resources it's um if you pop your email in and you're interested you can download um one of our magnetism maps so it's speaking about the constables of the some of the principles and concepts to map where you are in terms of your feminine magnetism i love seeing what women write in after they have that experience and we're at all the socials uh, but I'm sure Anna will link to those if you want to come play
1: Mm -hmm. awesome well Jenna thank you so much and uh, I guess I'll see you in the coaching program (laughs) yeah I'll I'll probably speak to you next week soon (laughs) yeah thank you thank you all right. So how was it? I hope you enjoyed this episode with Jenna Ward and took some valuable lessons from it. As usual, please share it with a girlfriend. I feel like everyone on this planet needs to listen to this conversation because it is essential, especially those of us who are working hard, 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 hard for everything we we want and we feel numb and we feel like something is missing. Like this is, this is the answer. Embodiment is the answer because the body is so wise and as I mentioned before, I won't go into it again. It's been transformational for me working with my body, especially when being pregnant. <laughs> so that's that. And so, so if you're interested in learning more and actually taking it seriously and transforming your life with these embodiment practices and getting to know more of Jenna's work, go to girlskill.com embodiment. That's going to take you to a link where you can uh, read more about the Embodied Woman program. Uh, as Jenna mentioned, you're getting a very generous $200 discount if you use the code the code anna at checkout and uh yeah basically that's it and also you know girlskill.com slash 69 is where you get all the links and also this link i know it might be hard to spell embodiment oh my goodness why did i choose that i don't know but basically if you go to girlskill.com slash 69 you'll find this link um and if you have trouble just let me know message me and uh, of course, again, share girlskill.com 69 with a girlfriend, because I feel like send basically to all of your girlfriends and women, you know, and uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Have an awesome week running with the wolves and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Girl Skill. Make sure to
0: subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher to never miss an episode. And never forget that your version of success is uniquely yours to live and experience. Until next time, let's continue redefining female success together. GirlSkill.com. Female success redefined.